Welcome to The Gifted Podcast, a show that takes you on a journey through the inspiring stories of black business owners in Kansas City's urban core who have won a grant from Kansas City Gift. Today, we'll be diving into the world of entrepreneurship, exploring the passion, hard work, and perseverance it takes to thrive as a black business owner in the heart of Kansas City. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired. Let's get into the show. Welcome back to another episode of Gifted Podcast, where we talk to our gift grant recipients and kind of get an update about how great they're doing. So today I am here with Chef Ezra. Chef, you want to tell people about yourself? Yeah, yeah. My name is Chef Ezra Ewing. I'm the owner of the Casey Cajun Food Group, which consists of a food truck, restaurant, and now we're into distribution of our seasonings and sauces. That's what's up. So, give us a little bit of idea. Get get a peep, a little bit of idea of your journey. How did you get started? What made you want to get into it? What what was the what some of the challenges and successes? Okay, well, I moved uh, here uh, to Kansas City about ten years ago. Uh, I came from a corporate background. I met up with science, so I moved here, worked in the healthcare system, and uh, worked for you know for about four or five years, kind of worked my way up. Uh, up into administration, get a glass ceiling, and I decided I wanted to do something else. Uh, so back in about 2015, uh, I decided to go to school uh, in Overland Park, uh, Kansas City, uh, uh, Kansas City Culinary Center. So when I went out there, I took some classes, kind of got familiar with uh, kind of cooking and learning about uh, the industry, uh, management, and things like that. And uh, in 2016, we actually started, uh, I actually started a company uh, just doing catering and then uh, worked my way up the next year in a truck and turned that into a food truck in 2017. So uh, it's kind of been progressing along. Uh, last year we actually, uh, I'm sorry, this year in May, uh, we actually opened our restaurant uh, in East Kansas City, uh, 3510 East 27th Street. Uh, so we opened it up and I speak more great than it is. So I'm just kind of kind of growing and just expanding this belt. But it's been a journey. Uh, like I said, I moved here for job kind of just work my way into becoming an entrepreneur you know, just background a lot of resources that they have in Kansas City pushing entrepreneurship so uh, yeah it's kind of been a journey yeah what well, so you didn't do any cooking prior to 2015 when you started at the culinary school not uh, not well not professionally I worked at like some pizza chains uh, all the way up, up from like high school up to college I worked from a couple of pizza chains so I had experience like it's just like a lot of stuff like that, but it was nothing I really took serious. So we're just trying to make a living out until like early 2015, 2016. And what sparked that? Like, so in, in the transition out of the corporate world, you could have yeah. literally went anywhere, done anything. So what what was the spark that made you want to go to culinary school? Yeah, it was, it was really just getting burned out uh, in the healthcare administration. Uh, anybody that worked in healthcare knows it's kind of like a, a those the grindstone type jobs, so I really got burned out, and I, I had a supervisor position where I was making decent money, but the, the amount of work and stress that I was taking off just wasn't worth the money. So uh, that really was the job of focus. I knew I wanted to do stuff, and they, they kind of gave me more of a feeling, uh, feeling, and kind of something that I wanted to really have on my own. Uh, looking back, you know, a lot of my my family members were entrepreneurs. But particularly my, my grandfather, uh, he had a can shop, so I don't know, like somewhere through the dual spiritual world, I think some of his, uh, some of his like, knowledge and entrepreneurship kind of rubbed out on me. I, I, 
I did, I knew him and I don't ever I actually worked in the shop and stuff, but I was little, it's like eight or nine, maybe twelve, no more than twelve So but that's it really just kinda came out of came out of the blue, just me trying to have something of my own. That's what's up, that's what's up. Uh that entrepreneurship, the entrepreneurial spirit, uh is in your blood. And you're from Louisiana, right? I'm originally from Jackson, Mississippi. Um, all my dad's people are from uh they call them the Bayou, so like uh, they're from Biloxi all the way to ITN, all the way to like Louisiana, uh, Kenner, uh, and most of deep up Louisiana. But uh yeah, I would say on my dad's side probably about seventy percent of his family's from down there. Mom's side is probably about twenty percent. Yeah, I feel like it's it's something in the air down there. If you just pass through Louisiana, you leave knowing how to cook, or you leave, you leave with some kind of inclination of of uh, wanting to learn how to cook. You know, there's a lot of people that live out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what it is. So like uh, my grandmother, you know, she, even my dad, he had chickens and geese and yeah, a pond back in his house. My dad, he was a cook in the Navy, so. I used to go visit him. He lived down on the coast. My mom lived in Jackson, Mississippi, which is about four hours more in central Mississippi area. So uh, over the summers, I used to go out and visit him. And do a lot of stuff I couldn't do in central Mississippi, like fish and ride boats and go crabbing. So uh, that's probably a lot of the uh, intuition, a lot of like the one that we entered and curiosity came from. Yeah, yeah, man. So I know you got a grant from us in. What was that? March of 2021. You said you started the business in 2018, 2017, right? Yeah. It was officially started in 2016. Good. So tell me, what, what was that? Uh, what was that journey like in starting the business, growing the business, getting your name out there? Uh, what would, I don't know if you tried new recipes or like, what, yeah. what was that? What was that journey like in, in getting going? So for us. Uh, Initially, when we started out, I wanted really any seafood meetings. Uh, doing a lot of catering, using like crabs and lobster and stuff like that. So uh, the catering was going really well. We switched over to food truck. Price points we were trying to hit. It was impossible to kind of have those type of items in the food truck, like lobster and crab. So uh, well, and then what we found out is a lot of people here just haven't never had seafood or are even allergic to seafood. So we ended up kind of tweaking our menu. Probably about sixty percent of the like uh, conference seafood dishes, and then went to a more like a Midwest traditional type uh, menus. We had stuff like corn and things like French fries with cheese all on top of it. So we kind of just switched our menu, kind of put a little bit of what well, you know we call authentic stuff like gumbo, uh, things like that. Kind of mix that in. Really with here in this area, so you know, a lot of just traveling here, uh, cooking out of the, the kitchen in Independence at the time, we had a lot more space, as well as the, the kind of more sampling and trial testing and trial picking. So, uh, it was just a matter of just trial and error. Um, first Fridays back then was, was one of the, the bigger platforms for food trucks and uh, start out, start out with restaurants, you know, have our trailers and tents and things like that. So, back then, it was way bigger than it is now. Um, so we were able to get our food out and our brand out and find a way to make it. And then another thing that, that kind of set us apart is we really um, spend a lot of our uh, income and revenue uh, budgeted for uh, advertising and marketing. 
So it will take things for like getting our brand strong, uh, making sure like our colors and things like that on the website are correlated with the, with the logo and the color scheme. And I think that really helped us get brand recognition because even still to this day, when I go to different areas out in the city, people uh, see us, they see the logo and they're like, man, I love this food. Yeah, I just went over here yesterday and got some food. That happens all the time. So I think a lot of that comes back to how we really put a lot of effort and you know, get our brand out in front of people and letting us know kind of what we do for us. It's something I really able to do in this area. Yeah, and uh, you guys have done a phenomenal job at that. It's definitely a well-known uh, food truck, and now getting into the brick and mortar, uh, I think that the, the name is growing, growing even more. Uh, and so, you know, you guys, you came to us for a grant late 2020, early 2021. Uh, talk a little bit about that process. What, what, how was that from your vantage point, the, the process, and then what what, uh, what what were you using that grant for? Yeah. Well, it was kind of uh, a non-form of, uh, we actually went through the application process, but uh, someone had actually ran that, won the grant that particular month. So uh, we were doing some work uh, with Kim as far as uh, opening our space, our doors to brick and mortar, kind of do some marketing and advertising. And then uh, Brandon, you know, you guys came in and kind of seen what we were doing, how we were actually struggling at a particular time, trying to make the space open. At that time, we were having issues trying to find a reliable contractor to do some work we were trying to do as far as remodeling at the code. Uh, and that was built you kind of really stuck in the way. Pretty much I had about two thousand dollars left. I was looking at bills of probably about fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars that would need to build and just put the code up and the buildings to put the code up. You can get the permits to move it. So uh, I think you kinda of seen that seen that struggle, you know that we're discussing some options that we were trying to look at Secure some other funding, and then um, we actually found out that you know, we were actually going to be eligible for like an additional grant. So um, I think we ended up asking for 25 and give it to So it was tremendous, uh, it was definitely unexpected. Uh, I wouldn't say we were disappointed as far as we did get the grant, but we definitely were very interested you know, keep applying. The application process was seamless. Um, we just went in and got the applications, we did some uh, paperwork, and then I had a interview with the panel. I think about maybe about me, kind of told them what we were experiencing as far as the struggles and hardships we were facing, and what the money would be used for, going down to, to the penny. And which, what we ended up doing was we pretty much needed to do remodeling, and there's a lot of it needed equipment. Uh, finishing up the remodeling, plumbing was a big issue in that building, and some electrical issues we had. So, what the $22,000 about is to get all those issues fixed, to get the building up the code, and then get the new equipment in so we can basically finish the pot and the permits and then it allowed us to open. I think probably about maybe two months later, so it was tremendous. How has that impacted or affected your business since opening up that brick and mortar? Um, are, you, are you still seeing a lot of uh, food truck traffic, yep. or are you seeing more uh, coming coming to the brick and mortar? How, how's that affecting your expansion? Yep. So uh, we're finding out a lot of people still don't know we have the brick and mortar. So we're trying to promote as much as we can. We have a billboard on I seventy for for I think three months. Uh, we just took that down. How'd that work out for you? Billboard did that, that help? That worked out pretty good. Uh, it was our first time going that deep into uh, 
into advertising. Uh, so it was a little bit of a sticking shot, but uh, it definitely paid off as far as we were able to what we were able to capitalize for um was we were able to get a lot of tourists that were heading from uh, heading basically back east. A lot of people were coming through from Denver and Colorado, headed over to St. Louis. So that was the number one thing. We get a lot of people stopping off the, the freeway. In order to, to get good food, because they were saying that just drove the cans, nothing was pretty much in here. Kansas is pretty much like a barren area, so when they, right when they got the Kansas City, they were going to get the food, and a lot of people finding us. So they have done they have done a lot. Uh, we're going to we're going to be participating in Restaurant Week uh, next year, so this will be our first year on that. You know, we had the food truck; it was to for us to participate in that type of model. Well, so this year now we have the brick and mortar. We're actually going to participate in that for 2023. That'll be, I think it's the second week of January that that starts. And then we also uh, will be running a uh, commercial on the radio. So we're, we're basically trying to market people that people know that we have a great morning that we come to year round. And then people already know about the food truck. Our season for a food truck is usually from March to about November. Uh, and then once it gets cold, ship the food truck down with the repairs and stuff like that for what needs. That's what's up. But I would say this, man, uh, without the grant, I mean, we were, like, when I said it was a lifeline for us, like, really was like, I was down at the last, was looking at leaf for us, you know? And what the grant allowed us to do, it really allowed us to stay on the East Kansas City, because I was really considering options, which is kind of scratching it. I do, and maybe just trying to salvage and move on to more location. So it really allowed us to anchor over East Kansas City. And to this day, uh, I'm really proud of that, because uh, it's a major need for, uh, for business somewhere in that area, particularly restaurants and stuff like that, and even more black-owned businesses. So uh, the whole uh, the whole idea of the grant, the gift grant, uh, that really, really uh, came to fruition with us because if not, you know, that we would have been another white building, another business not having an opportunity in the area, and then we even try to hire you know, as many people as we can, kids that are there that live in the area. So it just would have, it would have, it just would have allowed us to just yeah, I mean, it's absolutely a great anchor, uh, a a needed business in that area. Um, and you're right, like part of what GIFT is about and what GIFT stands for is showing that we can have quality, and we do have quality Black-owned businesses on the east side of Kansas City. And all we need to do is be able to provide a little bit of capital, a little bit of help uh, to magnificent people like yourself and just watch you take it and, and run with it. Kansas City Gift is committed to being an innovative and transformative force in the world of black business. Our one-stop shop provides premium services, insightful consultations, and the resources needed to scale and transform both established and startup businesses at no cost to you. Help us to continue this vital work by visiting KansasCityGift.org and making a donation today. Your support will help create a lasting legacy of thriving black businesses in Kansas City. Tell us about, you got big picture stuff coming up. I know, you know, you, you got the, the stuff coming up early next year. Mm -hmm. But are we, what's the overall goal? We're looking at expansions, we're looking at franchises, we're looking at more food trucks. What, what What's the big picture? So we're taking these next, we just signed another two year lease for the, for the location we're now. We're going to take the next two years to really try to figure it out. Um, we, 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 want, we definitely want to expand. We've got a couple of options. Uh, 
worried that I'm running for the airport. We're trying to get in the back out of that because it's going to be too much. It's a traffic management restaurant, food truck, and a location in the airport. Mm-hmm. It's dropped out of there. Uh, but now we're looking at we've got some different options. One of the things that we're kind of keeping our eye on is the Royal State, the new Royal State in the building. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's kind of something we, we really, really kind of excited about and trying to see, you know, if they're going to do all with that. Um, we're looking at some options with the Chiefs, but just with the format of the Chiefs games throughout the year, it just it just didn't really make sense for us to kind of go that route. So we're kind of looking more towards the baseball direction for the new stadium. But up until the end, um, right now we'll be at that location for another two years. We're going to be looking at uh, going to another location uh, once that lease is up. Um, so it's just a matter of trying to figure out what's going to work out for us. We built this model on a QSR format, which is a quick service restaurant format. So uh, coming from a food truck, working in small, confined areas, uh, we're able to emulate this model in another setting. So the stadium seemed to be more kind of like, I think what would work better for us long time. We can get out and play with my brand with customers and uh, help them put more revenues in there. So that's kind of the yeah, and uh, what about the catering side of uh, the business? Is that I know with the brick and mortar, the QSR part is probably really taking off. But what is the catering uh, as far as still like that? And basically, what what we find is we, we've outgrown the building. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we we found pretty much probably like six months after opening, uh, getting into the building. We can do some catering, but we can't do as much catering as we want to just because of the space mm-hmm. that we had. So uh, we're looking at trying to uh, contract some of our catering out to some uh, other companies because uh, we have we have the clientele. It's just a matter of trying to fit it in the operation side of trying to work out. So it's just a matter of growing too fast, which you know is it's good, but it's also, it's also can be you know problematic if you don't strategically plan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quick growth can be, I mean, it's, it's, it's good and it's fun, but it can, it's a whole bunch of pain. Yeah, it's, it's a lot to manage. To try to, that's, that's the number one thing. We'll have to get in. We'll have to get a hold of a manager from that side of because it's just way too much for the team. Yeah. We try to do as much care as we can. Most people do as a good time. We can turn it over pretty quick. That's what's up. That's, that's part of, uh, that's part of that job creation that we are trying to, to spark that you know, outgrowing your current capacity, needing to bring on new people, right. so that uh, so that you can continue to keep up with the demand. Can you tell us what advice would you give to your 2016 self and just starting up a business, knowing what you know now? What advice would you give to you? Oh, That's a good question. Uh, I would say remain resilient. Uh, remain resilient. Focus on resiliency because uh, there are going to be things that are going to be coming at you from uh, all different directions. You're going to have to. Stay persistent and, and, and get through those things. So resiliency is key. Uh, making sure you keep your eyes on the goal, uh, not getting distracted, and getting through those tasks one at a time. Uh, that's that's what I would say. Just stay resilient because there's definitely going to be some obstacles, some, some things you're going to have to face. But uh, stay resilient, get it figured out, and just get to the finish Chef, appreciate appreciate you coming through. Uh, Chef Ezra, Casey, Cajun. Yeah, any any uh, last words you want to say to the to yeah. gift grant recipients or uh, donors? Uh, well, I say a couple of things. Make sure you guys follow us on all social media, it's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We just got a TikTok page uh, running. 
As far as the grant recipients and donors, uh, you guys are doing a very positive thing and creating a lot of positive direct change in Kansas City. When I say direct, I mean it's going directly to the people, and that change is, is creating opportunity uh, throughout the city. So it's not one of those type of charities where you, you make the donations, you're not seeing where the money's going, you're actually able to see, physically go to those uh, locations and see the change and the impact that you're doing by making those donations. As far as the recipients, um, what I would say is just try to try to keep uh, keep doing what you're doing, investing in your communities, pushing things forward, pushing the culture forward, and then try to give back. You know, we, we make sure we try to uh, donate to as many of your charity drives and donation funds as we can. Right. So uh, just make sure you pay it forward and uh, keep keep doing what you're doing as far as creating opportunity in the city. Oh, appreciate you coming through. We will check you out next time on another episode of the podcast. You've been listening to The Gifted Podcast, where we celebrate the incredible journeys of Black business owners in Kansas City's urban core. We hope you've been inspired by the stories of our grant recipients and the amazing work that they're doing in our community. To make sure that you never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe to Gifted on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media for updates and behind-the-scenes content. Thank you for joining us on this journey, and we'll see you next week for another inspiring story.